Hey, how you doing? It's Pastor Jay. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. I pray that this word blesses your spirit, empowers you wherever you are, whether it be your home, your workplace, the gym, or even if you're riding in the car. Look, let's advance the kingdom by spreading this word with whoever you come in contact with. That is my ultimate goal is to spread the kingdom and the message of Jesus Christ. I love you. And once again, here's today's message. Be blessed. Do you know that you are nothing without God? You know, the scripture says in him we live, we move, we have our being. And so let's just take this moment to just, just pray right where we are. God, we love you. We thank you for keeping us. We thank you for keeping us up until this point, this first Sunday in May. We thank you, Lord God, for each and every person who is watching this. We thank you for each and every person who will listen to this today, live, who will listen to it in the coming weeks, in the coming months, in the coming years, in the coming decades. God, we pray that you allow us to live, move, and have our being in you. So God, we love you. We thank you. We honor you for for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, wasn't that a beautiful song to really open up this new series in him? Do I live? Do I move? Do I have my being? And so we are in a new month. And so you know what that means? New month, new series. New month, new series. And how many of you enjoyed not another Easter service last month? I know it was really fun. It was really interesting. Um, the message stayed the same, but the method has changed. And that's just fine. That's perfectly fine. And so this month, happy May, first of all, first of all, from the first beginning, right? What happened at the beginning. But happy May, first off, and welcome to May, May 2020. Amen. May 2020. So that means that we are in a new series. So everybody say new series. Say new series right where you are. Type in new series right, right where you are. And so what this series is this month is called Rhythm and Flow. I know you heard me say it many times last month because I was so excited. I'm, I'm so excited for this series because I believe it's going to really help us in our rhythm and our flow in life. And so right where you are, say rhythm and flow rhythm and flow and so week one week one we are in week one look we got five weeks in may i'm excited i'm excited that god has kept us this far and god is going to keep us he's gonna and i was talking to someone i was talking to someone um, earlier this week and the beautiful thing about it is i said god has been really showing himself strong He's been showing himself strong in this time. Like, we don't have to worry. We don't have to stress. Now, we can worry. We can stress. But God is showing himself strong and mighty in this time. And that's a beautiful thing to rest in God, to have your being in God. Because when you have your rest in God and your being in God and you live in God and you, and you move in God, then you really see God for who he is. And so I, I pray that this series will help you move differently, move differently. So rhythm and flow, rhythm and flow. Let's, let's, let's open up with this scripture right here. We've already prayed. Let's open up with this scripture right here. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic Version, and you can follow along on the screen. And this is what it says. It says, I returned and saw under the sun 
that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Neither is bread to the wise, nor riches to men of intelligence and understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. This scripture right here is talking about rhythm and flow. It's talking about rhythm and flow. It says, it says the battle is not given to the strong. The race is not given to the swift. Bread to the wise, nor riches to men of intelligence and an understanding, nor favor to men of skill. It's talking about rhythm and flow right here. So let's break down this series because we're going to really dive deep in this series. I pray that you take notes in this series Go back and watch it. Go back and listen to it because we're going to really dive deep because I believe what's going to happen is it's going to connect the spiritual, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, the spiritual, the mental and the spiritual, the relational. Because we have we have relationship with other people. Yes. But we also have relationship with ourselves. And so that relationship with ourselves is most important. So let's break down rhythm. What is rhythm? Rhythm is this. Rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. See, right now you are hearing rhythm. You just heard rhythm in the music. Um, you are seeing rhythm because my hands are moving. That's rhythm right here. Um, flow. So that's rhythm. So rhythm, let me, let me repeat again. Rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. What is flow, Pastor Jay? Flow is this. Flow is not the girl on the, um, on the Aflac commercials. Isn't that Aflac or is that Geico? One of them. Flow is not her. We're talking about the word flow, F. L-O-W. So flow is this, the action or fact of moving along in a steady, continuous stream. The action or fact of moving along in a steady, continuous stream. Now, water flows. Water flows. Blood flows. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But everything has a rhythm in life. Everything has a rhythm in life. And look, there is a cycle of rhythm. Follow along on the screen with me. I hope you get this because when I got this, it just really blew my mind. This is the equation slash cycle of rhythm. Rhythm denotes movement. Movement denotes energy. Energy denotes endurance. Endurance denotes longevity. I'm going to say that again. I know it was real deep right there. Rhythm denotes movement. Movement denotes energy. Energy denotes endurance. Endurance denotes longevity. Now, the goal here is to have harmony in all of those areas, because if if one of those areas are off, then it affects the whole circle. I know you saw that graphic. It affects the whole circle. If your rhythm is off, it affects your movement. If your movement is off, it affects your energy. If your energy is off, it affects your endurance. If your endurance is off, it affects your, it, 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 it affects your longevity. And if your longevity is off, guess what happens? It affects your lifestyle because all of these work together. And so all of these combined equal to a healthy lifestyle. So when you find harmony in these areas, then you create a healthy lifestyle. Check this out. Remember what I said earlier, all things have a rhythm. Turtles move slow. 
Y'all remember the story of the tortoise and the hare? And the hare was bragging on how fast he was, and the tortoise was like, hey, let's race. And so one day, they went on a race. I'm, I'm telling you all an uh, Aesop fable here. So one day, they, went on, they wanted to race, and all the animals came out to look. And guess what? The, the hare was like, ain't no way that this tortoise is going to beat me because it moves entirely too slow. So the hare was like, all right, boom, let's race. So they race, shoot the gun. Now, they were, they were six feet apart because they were so, social distancing. So what happens is the, the hare, boom, bu- go, it, 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 it takes off, it's gone, boom. You know, hares move fast. You know, rabbits is a hare. Hares move fast. Now, I'm not talking about hares on my head. I'm talking about hares. Talking about the animal hairs, they move fast. And so what happened was the hare was like, okay, I can take a break. And the, the tortoise still won't beat me. So the hare pulled over to the side of the road, took a nap, um, went and got some snacks at Pilot Gas Station. And uh, they, got some, they got a Snickers, took a nap. The hare got a Snickers, took a nap. Got a, got a slushy, took a nap. Meanwhile, the tortoise is just moving slow, moving at a slow pace. And so... A few, a few hours pass, the tortoise crosses the finish line, and guess what happens? The, the, the people are so excited, the animals are so excited that the tortoise is about to cross the finish line that they scream super loud, and that wakes up the hare, and the hare looks at, at the tortoise like, what, what, how did this happen? And the, the hare said this at the end. Um, I think it says something along the lines of, I will not brag on how fast I am um, because... Steady wins the race. Steady wins the race. Look, the race that we are in is a spiritual race. It's not about being fast. It's not about being strong. It is a spiritual race. And the scripture says that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities in the air. We fight against things unseen. And so the race that you are in, it is a spiritual race. You're not racing against nobody else. You're not in competition with nobody else. You're not in competition with the person who is your neighbor. You're not in competition with the person who's sitting next to you right now. You are only in competition with yourself. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Your heart beats to a rhythm, which affects the flow of your life. Your heart beats to a rhythm which affects the flow of your life. Before we dive deeper into that, have you all ever heard of a metronome? You ever heard of a metronome? Usually, um, usually what happens, um, musicians use metronomes to determine the pace of the song. And so metronomes is, is, is measured in BPM. What is BPM? Beats per minute. And so if my sound man, if he can turn on the metronome, I want you to hit his metronome. And this metronome is at 100 beats per minute. And I want you to see how I can change my rhythm and be out of rhythm. Or I can change my rhythm and be in rhythm. So that is, that is the metronome. So it's, that's the pace. It's at 100 beats per minute. So when it's at 100 beats per minute, then that means that it's 100 beats per minute. So it's going to beat. 100 times per minute, right? I hope I said that right. Now, if I do this. It's hard for me to be offbeat because I'm a drummer. So it's hard for me to be offbeat. But you hear how if, if I'm out of rhythm, if I'm too busy, 
I'm not really keeping with the with the pace. But when I do this, I'm keeping with the pace because that's rhythm. But when you try to do your own rhythm, then you really get tired because now I'm starting to get tired. Look, the gyms have been closed, so don't judge me. Don't judge me. Thank you. Thank you. So that is a metronome. You can go on Google. I, I learned this. I learned this early in this week. You can go on Google and you can listen to a metronome. You can find out what a metronome is. You can play with the beats per minute. You can slow it down. You can speed it up. You can keep it at 100 beats per minute. But your heart beats to a rhythm which affects the flow of your life. Look, even this watch that I'm wearing, it measures my it, it measures my heart rate, which measures my beats per minute. Now, when your heart beats irregularly and too slow, it's called arrhythmia. When your heart beats irregularly and it beats too slow, it's called arrhythmia. And so what that means is your heart is beating too slow. So usually what happens when your heart is beating too slow, they give you a pacemaker to help your heart beat, a, to beat at, the normal, at the normal rate. When your heart beats too fast, it's called tachycardia. It's called tachycardia. Now, both of these, both of these can cause problems if not regulated. Because if your heart rhythm is beating too fast, then it can lead to poor blood flow. If you have a rapid heartbeat, it can lead to poor blood flow. If you have a slow heartbeat, it will lead to less blood flowing to the areas of your body. So if, my, if, if I have arrhythmia and my heart is not beating fast enough, guess what happens? Then the blood is not gonna be pumped to all of my organs. And guess what happens? If my blood is not pumped to all of my organs and my heartbeat is not beating the way it's supposed to beat regularly, then I will, I will either, one of two things, I will either have a heart attack or I will, um, I will have to have some things cut off of my body because the blood is not flowing to that part of my body. See, your heart rhythm determines the flow of your blood. Your heart rhythm determines the flow of your blood. See, that's why it is important for you to guard your heart, because when you guard your heart, you understand that out of it flows the issues of life. And so it says this in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, if you think I just made that up. It says this, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And so, excuse me, I just got a little excited there, I almost choked. And so, your heartbeat determines the flow of your life. The, your heart rhythm, rather, determines the flow of your blood. If the heartbeat is too fast, then it's poor, it's poor blood circulation. If the heartbeat is too slow, guess what? It's still poor blood circulation. And that means that less blood is going to the organs, the correct organs of your body. This is what it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Because I believe that our blood is important. But I also believe that the blood of Jesus is important as well. And so this is what it says in 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 through 7. It says this, If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. 
and the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. See, Jesus' blood is so important to us because it determines the flow of our life. Jesus' blood is so important to you because it determines the flow of your life. That's why he was the sacrifice, and that's why he was that's why he died on the cross, because he was that ultimate sacrifice, because God understood that he had to, he had to send a sacrifice in order to save the world. And so that's why he sent his son, and that's why his blood is so important to you and I. Because if he would have not shed his blood, then we may have still been in the Old Testament times of killing animals to shed their blood so that we could have some type of fellowship with Christ. So with God, rather. And so it says this in John chapter 14, verse 6. It says, Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. And so when we understand that Jesus is the way, and that when we live in God, that if we say we live in God, but we continue to walk in darkness, then we're really fooling ourselves. And see, a lot of people, the rhythm, they're walking in a rhythm of darkness. And so they can't have fellowship with their fellow Christian brother. Or they can't have fellowship with their fellow Christian sister. Or they can't have fellowship with those believers because they are walking in the darkness. But God wants us to walk in the light. Because he is light. Remember, I always taught you God is light, God is love, and God is life. And so when we understand that God is light, then we will walk in the light and not walk in darkness. See, from the beginning of time, there has always been a rhythm that our life should move to. From the beginning of time, there has always been a rhythm that our life should move to. See, sometimes people move too fast and they expend their energy. Have you ever tried to run five miles after sitting on the couch for three years? How hard was that? It was nearly impossible for you. You probably stopped after the first 100 feet because your heart could not take it, because your heart had not been conditioned to that. And so if you move too fast, too fast, then you lose your energy super fast. I like that. If you move too fast, too fast, then you lose your energy super fast. But here's, there, there, there's an opposite to that as well. Sometimes people move too slow and they throw out their energy. They, 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 they move too slow and they throw out their energy. Hopefully I'm saying that right. You know, I like making up words here. See, even when, even when working out, which I love to do, I can't wait to get back in the gym. I can't wait till our um, governor says that we can go back and work out again. I am looking forward to it. Um, but Lady Pilar said I could bust the pavement. I hadn't really been wanting to bust the pavement because I understand that if I bust the pavement and my heart has not been conditioned, then I could I could pass out. And so I ain't trying to have that. I ain't trying to have that happen. But but when you work out, there's two things you can do with your muscles. You can either work them to failure, which is not good, or you can push your muscle mus muscles to atrophy. Push your muscles. I don't know why I was about to say muscles, but you can push your mus muscles to atrophy. And so if you push them to failure, then you really deplete all of the energy that is within your body. I pushed my muscles to failure one time and I was in so much pain. And I told myself I will never 
push my muscles to failure again. I don't care how big I want my biceps to be. I know when to stop. I know when I have a good workout. You don't have to push it to failure because if you push it to failure for too long, then you're going to be in a, in a place that you don't want to be. And so when you push your muscles to failure, then you really kind of set yourself up to hurt your other body parts because you try to overextend. See, a lot of times people are using their energy and they're trying to overextend in areas that God has not called them to overextend in. And so when you are out of your lane, when you are out of the will of God, when you are out of alignment with your rhythm for life, then that is an easy setup for you to be burned out. It's an easy setup for you to be burned out. When you are trying to focus on somebody else's lane instead of staying in your lane, guess what happens? You burn yourself out. And so God doesn't want us to be burned out. He, he wants us to be fulfilled in his will. He wants us to be fulfilled in the rhythm of life that he has for us. He wants us to be fulfilled in the rhythm and flow. Because if we get out of rhythm, if we get out of flow, then are we, really, are we really helping people? Are we really helping ourselves when we are out of rhythm, when we are out of flow? And so it's important for you to stay in your lane. I don't know who this is for, but it's important for you to stay in your lane because when you stay in your lane, then you can put your energy in your lane and not try to worry about putting your energy in somebody else's lane and overextending yourself. See, a lot of people overextend themselves and then they get burned out and then they say, that's church hurt. Oh, the church hurt me. No, you just overextended yourself. So you don't have to overextend yourself in order to in order to be in church. You don't have to do it. Just flow in the gifting and the calling that God has called you in. Just flow in the rhythm and flow that God has called you to. And you won't you you, you will not you will not overextend yourself or burn out. And so burnout really is is a um, is a choice of your own. It's not a church hurt. It's a choice of your own. And so I don't know why I got on that, but, but stay in your lane so you won't overextend yourself. So there is a rhythm and flow that God has designed for us that oftentimes people miss. And so it's important for us to get in the rhythm of, and flow that God has for our life. See, listen to this. Human effort, if you're taking notes, write this down. Human effort does not equal God's rhythm. Human effort does not equal God's rhythm. What, what, how can you say that? I heard this great pastor say one time, he said this, he said, when we're trying to strive to do God's will instead of stride to do God's will, then we, we, we overextend ourselves and we hurt ourselves because we're trying to strive to do something instead of flowing in the rhythm that God has for us and the mercy that God has for us. This is what it says in Romans chapter 9, verse 16. It says, so then, God's gift is not a question of human will and human effort, but God's mercy. It depends not on one, but by God, but of God's mercy. It depends not on one's own willingness, nor on his strenuous exertion as in running a race, but on God's having mercy on him. So listen to this. God dictates the rhythm and flow of your life. God dictates the rhythm and flow of your life. See, when we try to dictate the rhythm and flow of our life, we miss God. When, I, when I'm trying to, I said this a few weeks ago, when I'm trying to give God my plans for him to co-sign on, we miss God. 
And so we, when, we, when we try to dictate, well, I'm going to go this rhythm. I'm going to go this flow. I'm going to have this by this age. I'm going to have this by that age. I'm going to graduate with this by this age. I'm going to have this money by this age. But look, God's thoughts are way higher than our thoughts. God's plans and his ways are way higher than our ways. And so why settle for a way that you think is going to be successful when God can give you a way that can be significant, that can go beyond your wildest dream? Because God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or think. So if God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or think, then that means that I need to submit my will to God's will. I need to submit my rhythm and flow of life to God's rhythm and flow in life. Because when I submit my rhythm and flow to his rhythm and flow, I find out that his rhythm and flow was always better than mine anyway. Because what happens is when I am focusing, when I am running in my rhythm and flow, then I, I overextend myself. I overexert my energy. I burn my energy a whole lot faster, but when I am flowing in what God has called me to flow in, then my energy is not burned as fast as it would if I was trying to work my own plan. I'll give y'all a perfect example. This, this calling of pastoralship for me, it's, it's a rhythm and flow that God had for me. And by his grace, because grace has a pace, he's keeping me. He's keeping me with his grace. He's keeping me in and he's keeping me on, on the straight and narrow, as my dad would say. He's keeping me on the straight and narrow. But he's making my rhythm and flow so much better. You know, yes, yes, I'm not saying I don't have stresses and I don't have anxieties and I don't have worries. But when I understand that God called me to this and not man, then I will flow in the rhythm that God has for me. And I won't have, I won't have to worry about anybody else's rhythm and flow. I won't have to worry about the passage down the street rhythm and flow because God has called me to be in the rhythm and flow. And so it's, it's important for us to flow in what God has called us to flow in. See, oftentimes we try to dictate the rhythm and flow of our life. When we do that, we either overwork ourselves or we underwork ourselves. When you try to dictate the rhythm and flow of your life, you either overwork yourself or you underwork yourself. When you overwork yourself, you burn yourself out. When you underwork yourself, you are unfulfilled in what you are doing. So I keep saying, I keep saying this over and over. I'm going to do a series on it. God wants you to be fulfilled in his will. He doesn't want you to be unfulfilled. God doesn't want you to be unfulfilled here on earth. He wants you to be fulfilled because God has placed within each and every one of us a unique piece of himself. And so since he has placed within each and every one of us a unique um, piece of himself, then it's up to us to help paint the world with that unique piece of him that he put, it, that he put within us. And so we have to understand this, that we are not in a physical race. We're not in a physical race. I'm not in a race to race against the pastor down the street, the church down the street, the church in mobile. I'm, I'm not in a race to do that. I'm, see, when, we, when, you, when you flow in your rhythm, you don't have to worry about competition because you know that the kingdom of God is not about competition. So when you understand that, then you understand that you are in a spiritual race. See, oftentimes we are striving to attain all that God has for us and we're determining our own rhythm and flow without God. You, 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 it's like mixing oil and water. It's like the metronome. It's like the metronome going 100 beats per minute, but you're going 
75 beats per minute. It's like that. And so listen to this. Our old nature has a rhythm that is not in alignment with God. Our old nature has a rhythm that is not in alignment with God. How can you say that? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And it says this. It says, as for us, we all we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has been already marked out before us. And so when it's talking about the cloud of witnesses there, it's talking about the examples that we have. So you have to go back and look at the previous examples in the previous chapters. It's not talking about we got people watching us. It's saying that we have a cloud of witnesses that has already witnessed the goodness of God. They have already witnessed the rhythm and flow that God had for them. And so that cloud of witnesses, they, they participated in the rhythm and flow that God had rather than in their rhythm and flow. And so when we, when we work in our rhythm and flow, then we can be in that cloud of witnesses. And so the rhythm of your old nature will conform you to the ways of the world. The rhythm of your old nature will conform you to the ways of the world. And see, that's why a lot of people, they get stressed, they get overworked, you know, they retire after working 40 years and they hadn't really um, lived life. And then they try to live life after that, but they're so stressed and that stress has affected them in so many areas. They hadn't rested. They've been just worried about working. We're going, we're going to talk about working. We're going to talk about resting. We're going to talk about worshiping. We're going to talk about all of these things because they all have to do with the spiritual race that we are in. Remember, remember, remember the, the cycle. I'm going to flash it on the screen for you again. Rhythm denotes movement. Movement denotes energy. Energy denotes endurance. Endurance denotes longevity. And so when people retire, they don't really have longevity because they hadn't really worked on enduring. They thought they've endured because they got a good job. They got good benefits. They thought they endured. But God's ways are higher than our ways. And so when we understand that God's ways are higher than our ways, then we will submit our rhythm and flow to his rhythm and flow. And so it, it's important for us to allow his rhythm and flow to transform our life. See, God has placed within you a specific, a specific rhythm to achieve his will for your life. Because the rhythm of your new nature will transform your life into the perfect will of God. I hope some of you get where I'm going with this. The rhythm of your new nature will transform your life into the perfect will of God. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And it says this. It says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to, dis to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. See, you're not supposed to live a stressful life. You're supposed to live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Look, one of the ways of the world is this. 
I work, 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 then I rest. But really, it should be I rest, 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 then I work. Because we should work from our rest instead of resting from our work. See, when you get that mind, when, you, when, you, when your mind is transformed to that, that I should, I should work from my rest instead of resting from my work, then you'll see life totally different. See, I don't try to work. I don't try to rest from my work. I try to work from my rest. Because when I work from my rest, when I work from my solitude, when I work from my stillness, I'm working from the inner knowing that God is God. The scripture says, be still and know that I am God. And so when I work from rest, I am being still and knowing that God is God instead of resting from my work. See, it's not about resting from your work. It's about working from your rest. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. And so and so what is the rhythm of your life? If you're writing notes, take this take this note. The will of God equals the rhythm of your life. The will of God equals the rhythm of your life. Let's go to Acts chapter 17, verse 28. And this is what it says. It says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So when you live and move and have your being in humanness, hear me now. When you live and move and have your being in humanness, you waste your energy on fruitless things. And I'm going to repeat that again for you. When you live and move and have your being in humanness, you waste your energy on fruitless things. You ever heard somebody say, oh, they just human. I'm just human. I'm just a human being. Yeah, that's where you live and move in. Yes, now we are we, listen to this. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. That's all. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so we are, we are more spirit than we are, we are flesh. We're more spirit than we are human. Because when we, when we transition from here, we're not going to take this flesh suit with us. Our spirit is going to tra- transition to the place that it will transition to. And so when you live and move and have your being in God, which is spirit, because God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We're going to get to that next week on how um, every day you should be worshiping and not every day you should be hustling. Sorry, Rick Ross, but every day you should be worshiping. But when you live and move and have your being in God, which is spirit, your energy is fulfilled in the perfect will of God. When I truly live and move and have my being in God, which is spirit, then my rhythm, my energy will be fulfilled in the perfect will of God because God wants us to live a beautiful life. God, the scripture doesn't want us, the scripture doesn't say that God wants us to live a stressful life. God wants us to live a beautiful life. So that takes a mind transformation. That takes a mind renewal. And so that means that I must submit my rhythm and flow to God's rhythm and flow because my rhythm and flow will conform me to the ways of the world. But God's rhythm and flow will transform me to the ways of God because his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so when our rhythm and flow is submitted to God, then he, he transforms our lives. And then we really live the beautiful life that God has for us. We really live the abundant life that God has for us. We really live the life 
that is exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or think. We really live that life. And so listen to this. When you are trying to work your own will, you are outside of the will of God for your life. When you're trying to work your own will, will your own work, and work your own will, you are outside of the will of God for your life. But when you are trying, when you are trying to work your own will, you are outside of the rhythm of life God has created for you. See, when I'm trying to, I'm trying to work my will, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure my life is successful on this side. I'm trying to make sure I store up treasures on this side. Look, I'm not saying money is bad. I'm not saying none of that. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is when I focus on my spirit man and I build my spirit man to endure, then I have power. And so this is what it says in James chapter one, verses two through four. Let's turn there right quick. It says this. It says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. I believe he was talking about this time that we're in, this, this, is, this pandemic time. People want to be out. They want to be free. They want to be, they, they ready to, they, they got cabin fever. They ready to be out the house. But the scripture says, when you are facing nothing but difficulty, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. And so you have the beautiful ability to experience either joy in this time or fear and anxiety in this time. You, you, which one will you choose? But if the scripture doesn't stop there. Verse 3 says this, For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as you as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So God wants you to God God doesn't want you to be lacking in anything. He doesn't want anything missing. And so endurance builds that perfection. It releases perfection in you. See, when you are in the will of God and you are experiencing trials, guess what? It is building your endurance. When you are in the will of God and you are experiencing trials, it is building your endurance. See, your endurance determines your longevity. Remember again, the, e the equation, the cycle of rhythm, rhythm denotes movement, Movement denotes energy. Energy denotes endurance. Endurance denotes longevity. And so your endurance determines your longevity. So when your endurance grows stronger, it makes your life grow stronger because it releases perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing lacking and missing. And so my endurance, even, listen, when you go to the gym for the first time after, after six months, when you go to the gym for the first time after two months, your endurance has dropped down. And so you have to build that endurance back up. And when you, you were, you would be able to run a mile at first, stopping every five seconds, but when you continue along 
building up your endurance, then you'll be able to build up your time and how many, how much time you can run that mile. And so God wants us to build up our spiritual endurance because when we build up our spiritual endurance, then we have power. We have perfection because we should have nothing lacking and nothing missing. And so God wants you, God wants your being to be perfected through endurance, through the testing of your faith. Let me say that again. God wants your being to be perfected through endurance, through the testing of your faith. See, this is why the race we run is not a physical race, but a spiritual one. You have to understand that the race you are in is not a physical race. It is a spiritual race. And so let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. And this is what it says. It says, isn't it obvious that all runners on the racetrack keep running to win, but only one receives the victor's prize? Yet each one of you must run the race to be victorious. A true athlete will be disciplined. We don't like to hear that word, but a true athlete will be disciplined in every respect, practicing constant self-control in order to win a laurel reef that quickly withers. But we run our race to, to win a victor's crown that will last forever. For that reason, I don't run just for exercise. I don't run just for exercise or box like one throwing aimless punches, but I train like a champion athlete. I subdue my body and get it under my control so that, so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. See, this is a marathon that you are in. And this, this, this rapper, I know some of you may get it, some of you may not get it, but this rapper named, rapper named Nipsey Hussle, you may have heard of him last year, he, he created this, this slogan that says, the marathon continues. In order for the marathon to continue, then it takes discipline. Because if you're not disciplined, then you won't build up your endurance to run the marathon. You'll build up your endurance for a little bit, and then you'll stop, and then you'll do it for a little bit, and then you'll stop. Then you do it for a little bit, and then you stop. And so running a marathon takes discipline. See, a lot of us don't like to, to hear that word discipline because we, we, we think discipline is, is, like a, is like a cuss word. Like I wish I could put like a sensor over my mouth when I say the word discipline because a lot of people don't like to hear the word discipline because discipline will take you a long way. It will take you a long way. And so this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. Talks, it's talking about discipline. It says, you must submit to and endure correction for discipline. God is dealing with you as with sons. It's not talking about gender here, but it's just talking about the relationship here, the father-child relationship. For what son is, is there whom his father does not thus train and correct in discipline? Look, your pastor here, I got a lot of discipline when I was a kid because I was not, I was not, I was not disciplined. I got, I got in a lot of trouble because I was not disciplined. And so I got a lot of whoopings. You, it, it may not look like it, I mean, but I got a lot of whoopings. You can ask Maya, you can ask um, my mom, you can ask the people in the church. Just, 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 just type in the message bar, how many whoopings did Pastor Jay get? He got a lot of whoopings. 
And so those whoopings help discipline me. And so running a marathon takes discipline. So when God loves you, he disciplines you. He lets you know, look, you can't do this. All things are profitable, but not all things are profitable for your life. So in order to run this marathon that we are on, this spiritual marathon, you have to first have a relationship with Christ. Because if your rhythm and flow is outside of Christ, you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to have the things of God outside of Christ, you're trying to have the rhythm and flow outside of Christ, then you're missing the mark. And what is missing the mark? Sin is missing the mark. And so that's why it's important for you to repent. What do you do when you repent? You have a change of mind. And so your mind transforms. And so God wants to transform your mind. God wants you to submit your rhythm and flow to his rhythm and flow so that you can have endurance on this marathon. And so I want to encourage you this week. I want you to submit your rhythm and flow to God's rhythm and flow. I don't care if you're 6. I don't care if you're 16. I don't care if you're 26. I don't care if you're 36. I don't care if you're 66. I don't care if you're 76. I don't care if you're 106. I want you to submit your rhythm and flow to God because when you submit your rhythm and flow to God, then you'll see all along that his rhythm and flow was always better for your life. Because remember, remember, we're going we're gonna to talk about this equation all throughout this series. Rhythm denotes movement. Movement denotes energy. Energy denotes endurance. Endurance denotes longevity. In order for you to have longevity in this marathon, you got to have the right rhythm. Because if you don't have the right rhythm and flow, then you miss, you miss what God has for you. So thank you all once again. Look, look before, I, before I get there, look, if you desire to be saved, you desire to have a relationship with Christ, there's a number coming up on the screen right now. I want you to take saved to this number right here. Someone will contact you and pray with you, and they will help you make that next step because that's the greatest step that you can make. Because when you become saved, then you're saying, I'm submitting my rhythm and flow to God's rhythm and flow. And so God wants you to submit his, your rhythm and flow to his rhythm and flow. Because when I do that, then my rhythm and flow becomes a whole lot better. And so, look, thank you all for joining us on this live stream. I know this is week number seven. I miss you all. I'm looking forward to the day that we all can hug again, that we all can be in fellowship in this place um, again, um, but God, God has us in a God has a God knows what He's doing. God, God is helping some people in their rhythm and flow right now, because some people were going too hard. It was going too hard, and if they would have continued to go too hard, they would have driven themselves into the ground. And so, God is working on your rhythm and flow right now. And so, but I miss you all. I love you all. I pray that you have an amazing week. As a matter of truth, let's pray right now. God, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. We thank you for this word that has gone forth. We pray that your people will be transformed. We pray that your people will submit their rhythm and flow to your rhythm and flow. We thank you for the great things that will come from this series alone. We thank you that your people will apply the word. We thank you that this week will be filled with love, joy, happiness, and peace, rest, and we thank you that this week will be filled with nothing but you. So, God, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name.